0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast. Here's your host, Chris Lee. Commodore fans, on your feet. It's time
1: to anchor down. Welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Lee. Our show presented by Dr. Jody Jones, DDS. We are part of the 440 Sports Network. I'm your host, Chris Lee. Our guest today, Seabass. We will talk Vanderbilt basketball, and at the end, some football and football recruiting. Hope you enjoy the episode. So with no further delay, let's go right to Seabass. Seabass joins us from WNWS in Jackson, Tennessee. This will be his debut episode on the Vandy Sports Podcast in 2022. Happy New Year, my man. Uh, Same to you. Happy New Year, gangster. How are you? Loving it. We got... I'm sitting here amidst about five inches of snow. I think it's about stopped. Kids have been outside playing all day. I hadn't been able to join them yet. Um, Got a couple sleds on order. Pretty excited about that. They don't know that yet. But, uh, yeah, man, I love snow days.
0: The best, sir. We got about three inches here, two and a half, three inches uh, here in Jackson, Tennessee. And, uh, actually, I got the rest of the day off. What do you know about that, Chris Lee?
1: We had about three inches, I want to say, on Tuesday out of the blue. And it was kind of, I bet you we've already had more snow. And then we've had eight out of the last 10 winters.
0: And it's been good snows too, you know, the yeah. kind that's beautiful, and it's not been that just that old trashy snow. It's the kind that you like, that's pretty, and then gets out your way. Uh, hopefully, the road be, conditions will be fine tonight. But uh, yeah, last 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 week or so, I mean, you know, it's just crazy because it was what seventy five about a week ago.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was it was unseasonably warm in Nashville,
0: November, Indeed, December, so. I feel like a couple of old dudes at
1: the... And people are probably wondering, like, when are these guys going to talk about what we tuned in for? So, yeah. (laughs) Great start there. Um, Okay, it's been a couple weeks since we've done one of these. What's on your mind with Vanderbilt? Man, I'm trying to catch my breath. I'm trying to
0: catch my breath from that dad come game in Fayetteville the other night, man. Uh, that was one of the more, I got to tell you, it was one of the more entertaining Vanderbilt basketball games that I have watched in the last six, seven years, you know. I don't know where it ranks. I mean, it's an early season game. But to be able to start off the SEC play 1-0 on a road in a place we never win in uh, and to hold on and to have two top scorers go down in the last stages of it and still hold on to win a game on the road, I mean, I – You would have to find, I know there's, I've seen some things where people don't think it was a a perfect effort, and it wasn't. I mean, there's things you can take a look at, but on the road, 16 straight for them at home, it's Arkansas at the end of the day. We've got eight scholarship players. Uh, You know what, I'll, I'll take it. I'll, I'll take it. You know the things to work on, sure, but I I will take that. And we got it. We got it from. It wasn't just Scotty Pippen. It was multiple guys uh, who did things to that that helped Vanderbilt get a wonderful W and a great way to start off conference play.
1: This hadn't occurred to me till now. Well, well first of all, th- this part had. I mean, these are the two best back to back wins they've had. In a while, maybe, well, since Bryce Drew's first year, for sure. Second, I mean, I, I, it's almost, I, I don't think I'm exaggerating. It seems like when the ball is in the air with the chance to beat them the last four years, that shot goes in 10 times out of 10. And that's two games Ooh. in a row that it has. And mm-hmm. know the BYU, I guess, wasn't the last second, but it was the final seconds. It, it's really weird to watch their games. And, and see it in the different way, because I think everybody just having watched them and everything you just you know that ball's going in when it's in the air against them, and the game's on the line and, and that's two games in a row that it didn't, and that just that's a completely different feeling for a team and a fan base when it leaves the gym
0: boy there, there's no doubt and, and a couple of things one that we're seeing this type of collective effort. I mean, they're starting to develop a reputation as a team. You don't want to deal with, you know, there are more talented teams to be sure, uh, uh that, that will beat them based on they're just, just because they're just more talented, but you don't want to play this team right now. Uh, they don't stop. They, they hustle for everything that they do. It just doesn't mirror anything we've seen for a while. And, You know, I I was talking with Chris, full disclosure, before the start of this podcast. I was saying, as a fan, on the fan side of things, that's all you can ask for, man. If if I got a team... That is, you know, marginal as in in talent, or that is, is is a talented team, but certainly not the most in a conference. But they go out there and they throw it down both ends. You know, I mean, they they're they're constantly working. It's a team effort, and defensively they are up in your grill. They never stop. They're developing a reputation as a team like that. But the best part about that is that, that it's at this point of the season, Chris. It's not like they've had to work their way into it. That. That's how they've been playing almost from the very beginning of the season that's a tremendous sign in my mind I mean because that means that they were really taken to, uh, to to what they were being taught in the preseason getting ready and that people are starting to buy in and in basketball you just want sports period you've got to have it but it looks to me that like whoever the dude puts I mean here's a perfect example Quentin Melora Brown. Chris, does that look like the same basketball player to you as the one you saw last year?
1: No, he's, he's – I still think Melor Brown is a, is a part more than he is a starting center, but he's getting the job done for them right now, and that's all that matters.
0: Right, and one of the ways he's doing that is he is constantly – how often do you see him flat-footed just looking around when there's a chance to get a board?
1: Oh, he, he, play, he plays smart, and he gets everything out of what he has. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you know,
0: and it's not just him. You know, you mentioned Chapman to me. I mean, they go, Chapman has is, is, is already made a difference. Tyron Lawrence early in the season with his offense. And I'm going to tell you something else. I don't know. I didn't get to hear your podcast before. Cause I know you, you've you already done one on the game. Um, but I'm going to tell you what. Now, everybody's going to talk about Miles Studi and, they blo- and that block, and they should. But if you go back and watch it, the reason that he was able to do that is because Ty, Ty, Ty Lawrence, at the very last minute, comes over on, right there on the baseline and forces that. It, it, he goes up, because it looks like my man's going to have a clear uh, clear path to the bucket and put it up off the glass. But the first one to arrive on the scene was actually Lawrence. And then Studio was able to rotate over and send that ball out of bounds with a nasty block that had me jumping up and down, scaring my dogs here in the living room. Uh, but that part right there, I don't know if y'all mentioned anything about that. that If you go back and you watch, that actually started with Ty Lawrence.
1: That had not occurred to me. But it does feel like this is Scottie Pippen Jr. and a team of role players, but it feels like everybody knows their role right now.
0: I think so. Of course, you know, look, on any given night, I, and it's not going to be every night. That's just the case. But, I mean, I think Jordan Wright show, has shown you offensively that he does have the ability to, if they needed a, a 16 point guy that night, that he would be more than capable of doing that.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and some nights that, to take it another level, some nights that is his role, right? It seems like if they right. need that second score to get you 15, um, Jordan Wright's not a player that I think that if you're a coach, you're just trembling in your boots at. But he's proven that he's been plenty effective in a lot of those spots. I mean, I'll tell you this. He's already put up more 15- or 20-point games in his career uh, than I thought he'd do in two careers. So hats off to that kid.
0: Yeah, and, there, and there's another thing. Think about this. Look how he looks comparatively to last year. I mean, lot Now, who's going to do that if they're coached by a guy that they're not in with? You know what I'm saying? That they're just not into what they're doing. I mean, because that, Chris, that's a short amount of time to have that big a transformation, right? Yeah. And he looks like a completely different player. If I if I if I don't believe in this in, in my coach, or I don't think we're going anywhere, you know, at that point, unless I'm heading out somewhere else, what am I even bothering for? I'd just go out there, you know, train, do the regular regimen like I am, and play my and play my string out. But if I'm putting that type of work in, it's because I think that I'm going to see real results, and so not just in myself, but in the program that I'm playing with. And and you know I think that's another sign, another very positive sign about the direction anyway. And again, I am not calling this a Final Four team because duh, but I really like what I'm seeing, and I think this team has bought in.
1: Yeah, those kids have played for hard for him. I hadn't seen every minute of every game, um, but and because I've got a basketball writer now to give me some time to to catch my breath between uh, football and. In baseball, which I I need, uh, but I am watching most of the time, and I don't think even in the games they've looked bad. I don't sense that they've quit in any of those yet.
0: No, 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 they haven't, and that's that's going to pay off in conference play. I mean, you know, look, I know, I know how, how tough the SEC is, but man, you make that approach right there, and you're going to be in most games. You you play the way they have. Uh, since they, you know, and I say since, but the, the way they did in Hawaii and in Arkansas, you're going to have to work. You're going to have to earn your money against this team. Did and, you notice? And, 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 hey, and Rob, Lee, if we do get Liam Robbins back in, uh, in in early February, like Shaq is hoping, I mean, and and then he is of the same mindset. I mean, then all of a sudden this really becomes a dangerous team. And not only that, just a, you know Think about what that would do for Scotty Pippen Jr.
1: Yeah, I mean, getting Robbins back would make, I think, a massive difference. And now you asked me that pre-podcast, and my answer was, uh, you know, how much difference would it make? I guess that depends on how healthy he is. Uh, you know, fully healthy Liam Robbins, I don't know how realistic that is, makes a huge difference. And I'll tell you what, I think the team has taken on a little bit of a different personality. With Rodney Chapman back, I, I think sometimes that uh, you know transcends the stats talk is is nonsense. Maybe that's just what we try to do to explain contributions where we can't. But I think in his case, it's legit. Um, Stackhouse has got a phrase he uses, uh, and I think he used it about man. He said he's he's got some dog in him. That's Rodney Chapman. Um, you know, if you take the uniform off, just the way he plays. And put them on a team in this league. It's it's South Carolina or Mississippi State or one of the more traditional blue collar teams. He does not he does not play the style that, you know, you traditionally associate with, with Vanderbilt guys. He's just he's in your face, he's aggressive, he plays with a little bit of the swagger. And I think it's given them a little bit of attitude that they really needed. This season of the Vandy Sports Podcast is made possible by my friend, Dr. Jody Jones, DDS. When it comes to general or cosmetic dentistry services, Jody is the best in Nashville. And just check out his client list. It testifies to that. He sees movie stars, music stars, athletes, coaches, you name it. Jody is the dentist of choice for stars in Nashville but he sees regular folks like you and I as well. And what people like about the experience is the ambiance. Someone described it to me as a tooth spa. I went in and looked at it myself. That's exactly what it is. It is a relaxing, friendly environment. So whether your dental needs are general or cosmetic, go see Jody, call him at 615-270-2322. His office is located at 55 Music Square East, not far from downtown Nashville, not far from the Vanderbilt campus. Jody is a former Vanderbilt football player, a huge booster of Commodore Athletics. His support as the title sponsor for season seven is the reason we are able to do this podcast. Go see Dr. Jody Jones today. Thank him for his support of the Vandy Sports podcast and tell him you heard about it here.
0: So if I say a name, and I'm going to say, I, I, I think you're going to disagree with me. I think you're going to disagree. Uh, but that reminds me of a former Vanderbilt guard. The All those things that you described, and you tell me if I'm wrong about that. I'm not calling him as the player comp, but just those some of those traits that you were just mentioning makes me think about a young man from – I've, I've got
1: one in mind. I'm I'm going to see if I can guess the one that you've got in your mind. I want
0: to say, if I remember correctly, he was from
1: Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, are you uh, thinking of Howard Pride or nah, James I got, I Strong? I'm thinking of James Strong. Okay, I was thinking maybe Dijon Parker, although they're kind of uh, different players. But Dijon's thing was defense.
0: Yeah, 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 baby. Man, yeah, Dijon that, that really like, Oh, it could have been, man. But uh, no, my, my, my thought was you did mention him. it was, it was James Strong.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see strong because James was an out of the gym leaper, um, and, and Chapman's really not that. Um, I don't. I don't know that I have a comp for him. Parker's the closest, but Parker wasn't a great ball handler and not a great shooter. Uh, Chapman's probably. I mean, Chapman's not really a shooter, but he's better than Parker. Um, I, I don't know. That's the best I've got on. Sixty seconds to think about it.
0: Gonna, so, what what tipped you to to strong was the, the Huntsville part, I guess.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Is that what it was? I, I, yeah. I knew he
0: was from Alabama, but I couldn't remember if it was Huntsville or not.
1: I, I think it's Huntsville, but I,
0: I think that's right. We're both thinking it's, uh, it, so it it's probably right.
1: Str- strong not, to me was unique. I don't I don't I can't think of a, of another James Strong. I, I don't think there's a. In my mind, I I can't think of a complimentary player for him in my memory well, but, at vanderbilt
0: and the that, that, that kind of made me think about that when you said you know not your typical Vanderbilt, what you think of you know yeah well james to me was that you know he, he he was that to me he was just a little more tenacious to me
1: yeah yeah
0: you know, like somebody that we would face you know <laughs> not not have on our roster so yep that's where i'm at but just a uh, just a uh, college man just a great win Holy cow! There's so many ways that that could have gone wrong, and very nearly did, but it did not. But it did not. And you know, one of the one of the things I don't think I've heard in many many a moon was the t- a home team playing Vanderbilt complaining about and as in, in the SEC complaining about the officiating.
1: Yeah, you know well, that, that's two and, in a row that they you know. BYU felt like it got hosed down the stretch. too. it, it's it's just crazy. It's like anything that could go wrong, the last four or five years has gone wrong. And all of a sudden, that's two in a row where it didn't go wrong. And oh by the way, they were both pretty good wins too. I, I don't know what Arkansas end up being. Arkansas has got some chemistry issues. That team's a lot more talented um, individually than it's come together as a team. And I don't know what's going on there. I mean, Arkansas is a team that, if it plays up to its potential, it's top twenty. But the way they're headed, they're not even going to make the NCAAs. So I don't know where that ends for them and how that looks in yeah. the, the season. But all you can play is what's in front of you. And the fact is, a lot of times, teams that aren't that great uh, that win at home all the time are still going to win that game. And, and Vanderbilt went and got it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you know, it's one of those that you circle when you when you look at the preseason uh, schedule and you look and you. You know, you don't know who's what yet officially because they hadn't taken the court. And you know, you know, there's this opponents that you automatically just circle as a W or as a loss because we just don't beat them, right? That's
1: yeah. And that was that, one of them. I I didn't give them. I didn't give a second thought before the season that they'd win that game. Of
0: course you didn't. Why would you? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm not going to hold that against you. I don't think anybody would. Spe- speaking
1: uh, of which, have, have you noticed how? the tenor on the message board and the volume of posts change with just that one win?
0: You know, I mean, that doesn't surprise me though. I mean, I think that would be the case. Any base to be honest with you. I mean, look, this is this, we've had nothing positive to root for in a long time uh, when it comes to our men's basketball program. And, you know, it's not overnight, and and I understand that. Recruiting's going really well right now. The results are coming on the court. We won some non-conference games we didn't think we were going to win. We start off the SEC on the road with a win, something we haven't done. I don't know when that last time was, um, and it looks like there's a different mindset now. I mean, we have to do it first, but I I, I just I like the entire aura of this team and the vibe of this team and the fans are responding. And believe me, look, I mean, let me tell you something. There's a whole bunch of them out there. that are just waiting Chris yeah. They're waiting for something to cheer about. It's not a, it's not a matter of being a fair weather fan by any stretch of the imagination, but when you've just been at the bottom of the barrel for half a decade or more, you know, there's not really much that's going to get you going. Now, all of a sudden, as I said, not only are they playing hard, they're doing it right off the get. You know, so there's early excitement and the chance to build momentum. You start stacking some more games like that together and all the I mean, you can, remember, you even heard some of the analysts on the TV, and they were just – they were like, well, you know, we, this is the second, third time we've seen this team, and this is the same kind of result we've seen every time we've covered them. Uh, it's getting to the point where – and you, you see a, a pregame breakdown, and you're going to see these analysts say – you don't want to play this team.
1: Yeah, that that feels like who they are and the fans love that team right now. And part, look, part of that is the um you know, wandering through the desert without a drink of water. Once you get the drink, you don't really care if the water tastes good or not. That's kind of where the fan base has been, but you know, for whatever reason they they've fallen in love with this team, I sense.
0: Agreed. And I am among those. I'm am among those that love this team. Keep it up, guys.
1: Yeah, it, uh, you know, and, and here here they come. They're about to come home and now they can't play in front of students, which is really going to stink for them.
0: Yeah, it does, man. I hate that. You know, love because, you know, they'd be there too. good grief. Coming back, brand new semester, teams winning on a roll. Uh, they're looking for a real, those kids, too. It ain't just us on that message board that are looking for that team to take it to the next level. And they want to be a part of that. And it sucks that they're not going to be able to.
1: Well, the, the timing on it is really bad because one of them, South Carolina, which is Saturday, but the next two were Kentucky and Tennessee. Uh, and all that's going to do, I mean, look, uh, they might get outnumbered in their own gym anyway, but without students, the chance of that really goes up. And that's not fair. That's not fair to the coaches. That's not fair to the players. Uh, frankly, it's not fair to the fans who were there. Um, you, you know, I mean, goodness gracious, have if, if they not had enough of this in football? I mean, I, I, I guess you could say I'm, I, I'm going there before it's happened. But, I mean, that's one of the first things everybody thought when that announcement leaked today. Uh, huh. is, is it? Oh, great. Now that, you know, the two fan bases that are <laughs> that are most capable of taking over the gym uh, pro- probably now have more power to do so.
0: So, I mean, let me ask you this. This is going to be a really stupid question, Chris. So if so, I apologize. What is to stop a student from buying a ticket? Yeah,
1: give, grab you some uh, Groucho Marx glasses and walk into probably the gym you, uh, well, well there's thousands
0: of students at Vanderbilt
1: well I mean true that I mean who's going to know if they're a student I, probably nothing that's, that's, guy, what that's I kind do.
0: of my point that's yeah. kind of my point okay I'm a 21 year old uh I walk in i would not probably not you'd have to to fork over the cheese but uh I want to go to this game I've got whatever the ticket price is going to be uh, what's to stop that some guy at the gate hey you're a student you, yeah, know, I I, recognize you know you're right you're right Now I'm not saying that's what they're going to do, but uh, I mean, I mean, they're not, I don't see how you, I don't see how in the world you enforce that.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, imagine trying to. Right. You're going to remove them from the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I don't really know. I mean, I'm not trying to be truculent, but I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how that works. Well, what if you go
1: in the door? That you know, the ticket. What are you a student? None of your business. What are you going to do? No, no, my student. No, I'm just a very big basketball fan. Right. Exactly.
0: You know. You're, you know. Now you're going to have to prove to me that you're not a student. <laughs> kind of the other way around. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I hate the timing of it. I agree because teams finally got given their fan base something to cheer about and those students, and I'd like them to be there. And especially, as you mentioned, uh, if there's two games that you want, I don't care who you're – you know, what it is, I mean, you know, how the teams are. I mean, those are the two teams that you want. Your base right there and can make the biggest difference is Kentucky and Tennessee. That really sucks.
1: Yeah. Well, enough of that. Um, All right, mailbag time. You know what, man? You
0: are the conductor, my friend. I go where you lead me. But before you go to that mailbag, man, so love seeing these reports. By the way, I, I think I think your guys are just 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 doing a bang up job, Chris. Really like really like Sam. Of course, I mean, and Sean is doing. His, he's done great during this, you know, this early signing period and building up to the second one. Uh, I'm loving reading these reports about uh, the uh, the 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 cats, the All Star games, and to see Trudel Berry get up there and make a a, a real, you know, it turns some heads immediately. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's really interesting. And there's such a variance between those two, uh, ratings. But I mean, one thing, you know what, you know what, don't ever lie? Tape. Well, I shouldn't say ever. Uh, but Trudeau Berry's tape doesn't lie. And it's, it's cool to hear a guy who was, uh, so, I guess, under recruited, if you will, um, make an impact like that you know what and not just for him but what does that say great job of vanderbilt of of, of finding the guy let me tell you something i'm I, I can't speak with certainty but i've been following vanderbilt recruiting for a long long time and i don't remember any players from baytown texas you, you know, know even and they, one, and they one go thing down there and they you know, take him I, I, did, I thought it was really good a really good job on their part identifying him
1: you know, I think that they're really good. Seem to be. I mean, I, I'm probably premature to say it, but you try to find optimism where you can with football, right? Um yeah. We didn't really get into this, but you know, the the fact that they found Caleb Coley—I I don't know if they found him. Maybe that's too strong. And then they lost into Michigan State, and I've gone blank. But they lost a couple other commits to to bigger schools, didn't they? Or am I am I dreaming this up? Se- signing day seems like it was six months ago now, for whatever reason.
0: they—they, um, they, You know, they did in the secondary, but I mean, I, I think some people that follow recruiting would submit to you that the replacements are better.
1: Well, the point I'm making here is that 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 points to ability to identify talent, right? Um,
0: yeah, yeah, and that's where I'm going with, with Trudell. Uh, I, I mean, again, he was a Marshall commit that they flipped. Out of a place that they generally don't recruit well.
1: Yeah, I mean, who knows? We, we may, somebody may play this podcast in, in five years and it didn't work and we sound like the, the biggest fools ever, but you know, you.
0: Well, but there's entire networks and, and, and an entire industry based on doing this though.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the, fa- the fact that some other people wanted some of their players and, and you know, if you're going to lose a commitment, you'd rather it be to Michigan State than to Arkansas State.
0: It, it, yeah. 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 Cause then I, <laughs> is you that know, the wrong school that, to well, use in that spot. <laughs> result,
1: well, no, I mean, it's like, given, the, given, the uh, uh, yeah.
0: Is, yeah, you either have them or you don't, you know, but yeah, man, when you, you know, if you, if you lose to, to Arkansas state and no offense to red wolves fans, uh, it's, it's a little bit harder to swallow than a, than a power five team, especially one who was ranked as high as what number three in the country this year.
1: Yeah, there's a couple questions about um about that in the mailbag. Do you want to just go there now, yeah. or we got something yeah. else? Okay.
0: No, you're good. You're good. Go ahead, bro.
1: All right. Uh, the mailbag is sponsored by Sutherland and Belk, a family-owned injury law firm. If you or a loved one has been hurt in an accident, give Taylor or Russell a call that number six one five eight four six six two hundred. See what your rights are and if they can help. Brain thirteen. What's your take on A.J. Swan being in the All-American game? Does having him there with all those four- and five-star monsters mean what it looks like it means (laughs) on the surface, that he could be a real difference maker for us at the most important position on the field? Or does it mean he's just pretty good and might be great down the line? Any color on how he fell into our laps at the end would be good, too?
0: You know, first of all, uh, well, wasn't there a story about, wasn't it, what was it, Chris? Uh, his neighbor. Uh, his neighbor is, is that right? Like his neighbor. Yeah, was there the was the some. Georgia there was some connection with and, the neighbor. Um, and said who's like on the Georgia staff or something like that. Said you need to take a look at this kid. Type
1: I, of I deal. I don't remember now. I, I I remember reading that, but I've the details are hazy.
0: You know, AJ and some of the reports that we're getting from this, you know, from from the uh, the All Star game. Isn't that what we were saying? Uh, you know, two weeks ago when you and I were talking about him, and when, and when I was talking about his film, is that there's just a—I don't know how to put it. It's a different. It's just a different look. The ball is delivered differently, and you. It, and and it just. It gets there, and I'm not talking about just velocity. It just literally looks different. Now, when I say this, this is, I swear to you, this is not me calling him that because one, AJ one isn't overly mobile, you know, and the guy that I'm comparing that throw to and that throw only uh, is extremely mobile. Uh, but when Josh Allen throws a football, you know, Chris. Uh, especially anything over the intermediate, it just looks different. AJ Swan, when he does anything over 10, 15 yard, anything intermediate, I mean, and even though the delivery looks, I mean, the mechanics aren't the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life, but they're effective as they can be. Uh, he can deliver a ball that I'm just telling you uh, 99.9% of high school quarterbacks have no prayer of delivering. Just have no prayer of making that throw. Uh, now, that's great. You know, that can also get you into trouble in the Southeastern Conference, Chris. You and I well know that. Um, but you either, I think you either have the type of arm that he has or you don't. You can work on things uh, and you can get stronger, you know. But he just has something in him and an and innate type of arm strength, in my mind, what I've seen, uh, that looks like it's going to be a lot of fun to work with. And if he can learn to to channel it all and put it together, I, I you know, sure, I think he's got a chance to be really good. And I love the fact that he's coming in in the spring. And, you know, good news is there's not really any pressure on him to be the man in, in August, is there? Of course not. You know, if... If, if he could that's a good thing because if he's if he if he were better than ken Ciz, ken seals is right now or better than mike wright and the game experience that they have and he was already the person to lead them over that not that I'm not, I'm not saying that these are all SEC quarterbacks, but they, they we've both seen good things out of both of those guys uh, with, with a lot of experience. And if he's already better, and I'm not saying that he is, but if that were the case, that ain't nothing but a feather in his cap. I don't even think that that would be about something that Steeles or Wright weren't doing. I think that would be something that it's just because A.J. has that talent you know he's got that type of arm talent can he put it all together we'll see but i love that he's up there you know and 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 the name vanderbilt's in a couple of these all-star games and you know with you know i I mean i assume daniel martin's going to be a vanderbilt commodore you know barry up there doing what he's done aj did his thing you know we don't generally have players in those types of games and we've had three or four of them we've had three or four of them in this class
1: Ann Arbador asks, considering offensive line performance over the course of the year, recruiting ability and continuity, do you agree with the decision to keep the offensive line coach and why or why not?
0: No, I agree with that, that the decision to keep the offensive line coach because I don't want to have three offensive line coaches in three years.
1: Oh, it's more than that, isn't it? Uh, it would I mean, it would be. Um, Blazic last uh, year, uh, Rosamondo the year before. Um... So, yes,
0: uh, yes, then the, that would
1: oh, make it four and four. Uh, the guy that was at UNLV, I, I can yeah. picture him, Norcross. So, yeah, yeah that, that would have been four and four.
0: Yeah, that, I, I don't care what type of lineman you had. You can't do that, man. You, can, you, you can't because what is a lineman coach? What's, what's a position coach going to teach you? What they know, their tendencies, the system they're in. You know, and if I get that and then months later, I got a totally different guy teaching me the complete opposite of that, you know, in technique, in tendency. And then the next the next couple months down the line, I got another guy and he's doing the exact same thing that the guy did you know, or, or not doing the exact same thing. And then I have another guy and nuts. You, you get the point. You just can't. There's no way to build. I mean, UT, think about UT. Now, as bad as it went for their head coaches, uh for almost 20 years now, one of the worst problems that they had is they were constantly changing position coaches and coordinators, and and you just, there was zero continuity there. And it's only been one year, and how much were you really expecting out of the offensive line, personnel-wise, going in anyway? You know, so if, I mean, I, if I'm already writing the book on this guy, I'm not ready to do that. I'm I'm not ready to do that. I think I think these linemen need the opportunity. Uh, excuse me, opportunity to have a little continuity in the guy that's uh, that's teaching them to be a better offensive lineman. And like, like like I said, if this was a unit that I thought was it was supposed to be really good and had been, and then kind of they were a big letdown, you know. Okay, I might start looking at it a little bit closer, but AJ's getting another year for me regardless here. Whether you think he did a bad job, whatever the case may be, he's going to get one more year for me at least.
1: I'll throw in another thing that you didn't mention here, but the whole Clark Lee sideline demeanor, I mean, that came up how many times this fall? Um, and we oh, yeah. talked about needing coaches that have that energy. And no, let me qualify this by saying, I don't know. A lot on the staff that well yet um just because they've only been here a few months at this point but um it's clear to me like if you say who's the guy that's getting a you know a a caffeine iv (laughs) before he walks in the room every time it's aj blozik he is to me he's that energy guy on that staff uh and it, it seems fairly clear just from watching them in the ways that i have so far
0: and plus, as you know, people, you, different players respond to coaches in different ways. You know what I mean? Right. Coaching me, Coaching me and coaching you, you know, we may have the same coach, but they're, you know, they're, they're, they don't coach all of you the same way. You know that. Because you can't. You know, you, you, do, you just can't. And how is, a, how is a coach and how is a player supposed to build that dynamic if it's constant rotation? You, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then I got to relearn who you are and how to, and you know, take instruction. Because I'm sorry, guys, but if you think that, that coaching football is a one-size-fits-all thing, you're crazy. You know, and not everybody's Nick Saban. So, you know, I, I am definitely down for another year of AJ.
1: Estelle 3 asks, have you heard of any offensive linemen that Vanderbilt might get in the portal?
0: Man, Chris, I haven't, and it's by far, by far, my biggest concern of this football team yeah. going forward. I mean, I would say this: the 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 couple of two or three client, uh, offensive linemen we got. I think we got like five or six in the last two classes. Two or three of these guys are just going to have to develop. They're just going to have to, you know, because you know we're not having a whole lot of success in the transfer portal with our offensive line. No, you know, that,
1: no. That, that, they that, they man. how many offensive line transfer buss? Should they get under Derek yeah. Mason?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just not worked out. So, I mean, we you, you, that, that means some of these guys, they, we don't have a choice. They have to cultivate these guys, have to develop them. And if they don't, we ain't talking about nothing. <laughs> We're not going to be any good. Uh, we just have to develop this offensive line. And and because, you know, think about it, Tennessee's starting to turn things around. Kentucky and Missouri both just had killer uh, recruiting classes. You know, Beamer's already, you can already see South Carolina's turning some things around. We we don't have the luxury. I mean, we were already behind them all anyway, so we don't have that luxury. We have to develop this offensive line.
1: Dor King wants to know your thoughts on the offensive lineman Dawson Alters. I... Th- <laughs>
0: Uh, here's what I think. Sorry if my teeth are chattering. I am outside. <laughs> the dogs have to do their business, and it's about 15 degrees. <laughs> so hey, you have to forgive me. And it's a with...
1: damp, cold right now. <laughs> Whoa,
0: everybody with me say, "Hurry up, Sheldon!" <laughs> Good <laughs> great. Oh man. Uh, yeah, okay, with I'm not I'm not stalling on that because uh, I have some thoughts about that. Uh, you know, I get it. You know, because I remember purpose. Is he a preferred walk-on? Is he scholarship? Is he preferred? Which I, I don't know if we know still. <laughs> in fact, that debate still rages on. Um, but gosh, some of the comments I I read about this. I mean, good grief, too. <laughs> we, you know, it's. I saw the ESPN ranking the top ten in the country. I mean, I don't know the validity of that. I mean, I would think the tenth ranked center in the country had a dearth of offers, you know, that he had to dig through. Um, but, you know, he's he comes from a phenomenal program in St. Thomas Aquinas. I mean, you know, we have the great pipeline to have. He's undersized, sure. But, you know, Chris, we've had some pretty good undersized centers on this football team before, you know. Who may Joey not Bailey was one
1: that, that comes to mind.
0: Bailey was another one. Yeah. was one, and uh, I may have this wrong, but was it was it Jim Anguiano or
1: something like that? That's a, that was a long time ago. Yeah, but wasn't he a center? Uh, I believe so, yeah. And if best I remember, he
0: wasn't the biggest center you've ever seen in your life, but if I remember correctly, because it's been so long, he was a, technically just a really good center, fundamentally sound center. I'll tell you what, the best offensive lineman on my team... Was our center, and he only weighed about 255 pounds. He was by far the smallest offensive lineman. I mean, everybody else is 290 and up, and he was easily our best offensive lineman. And yeah, he was one of the most fundamentally technical, uh, fundamental and technical uh, offensive linemen I've ever seen in my life. You know, would it be great to have all 310 pound All Americans? Yes. I mean, what's what's the what's? I mean, I I just I I read some of these things. I'm like. You don't even know if we've used a scholarship here. Yeah. You know, what I do know is he wants to play Vanderbilt football. You know, he's playing in all-star games. He comes from an outstanding program. I'm going to see how this thing turns out. You know, I, there, you have nothing to lose here. Guys, we've had plenty of offensive linemen who had 10 times his offers, and they hadn't panned out. You know, so let's just see. Let's just see. Congratulations to him for playing in the all-star game. And, hey, man, if he, can, if he can help this offensive line out, bring it on, because goodness knows we need it.
1: <laughs> the mailbag is empty. You got anything else? Oh, let me
0: see. Do I have anything else? I think I'm good, man. I, 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 I think I'm good. Uh, just I'll be looking. Is today the, Today's the seventh, Chris, or is it the sixth? No, today's the it's sixth. It's the sixth. Uh, yeah, I'll be looking forward to watching that uh, that that All Star game. I, I think one of the main reasons why is because and help me out, Chris, because we've signed a couple of big time players before, but I don't know if I can remember us on one of those uh, on one of on one of the big networks and one of the national All Star games like that, in which the cat pulls a Vanderbilt hat and puts it on.
1: Can you ever remember uh, that? Did Jonathan Massey do that? Tight end, yeah. Uh, who never panned out? Yeah, I, I, I don't
0: remember. Did he play in the the what? what this is what the Under Armour game, right?
1: Yeah, I, I want to say Massey did, but I could be totally making that up. You know,
0: I just I, you know what? I think it will be. I think it's in a great message. You know, I mean, the, the, and, and make no mistake. enough some people say, wow, he sure is a little bit undersized. Okay. But, you know, <laughs> we're not ex- He's not, they're not expecting to come in right away. And who knows, may play the star position. Who knows? He's an oversized safety. I don't know. Uh, but what I do know is there's a whole lot of programs out there that would like to have him if we don't, <laughs> you know? You, you you think Oregon won't take him if he puts an Oregon hat on? Yeah. You know, you, you, you think that if he puts that Seminole hat on, that they won't accept him in Tallahassee? Because I happen to believe they just might. I
1: think I'm going sledding.
0: I think I'm not. I think I'm going to watch, uh, you know what I'm going to do? Because I have the rest of the day off. I think I'm going to spend it watching at Chicago PD Marathon.
1: You, you got me thinking too much with the 15 degree comment but um i haven't been outside to play in the snow with the kids all day there's a well hill down the the road from us at their school that i think i'm gonna maybe grab a couple sleds and attack if it's not too dark by now so then why are you talking to me on the telephone exactly uh, tell people where they can find you
0: man you can find me at At Cheap Seats Bass, that's on Twitter. Love talking all things Commodores, Athletics, my friends. You can find me there. Or on 101.5 FM twice a day in Jackson, Tennessee from 830 to 11 with Everybody Talks. And, of course, in year number 22 now, Chris, the Cheap Seats at 6 to 8 p.m.
1: Hey, thanks for coming on, and Happy New Year. You too, brother. Go
0: Go doors. Anchor down.